Hello, it's David here. Before we start, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to The Leader through your podcast provider, and we'd love it if you told your friends about us. Also, get in touch. Use the hashtag TheLeaderPodcast. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Prince Charles has marked the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz with a speech in Jerusalem. Ladies and gentlemen, almost a lifetime has passed since the horror of the Holocaust unfolded on the European continent. And those who bore witness to it are sadly ever fewer. Our associate editor Julian Glover will take us through what he said and why those events resonate so much today. Also, you know, Armando says it better than anyone. He's like, why can't I just draw from 100% of the acting community? They're actors. You know, you watch a theatre show and no one questions, you know, the colour of anyone's skin in that. Dev Patel spoke to the Evening Standard's Katie Rosinski about the colourblind casting of the new David Copperfield movie. Could all period dramas feature non-white actors in leading roles? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the lessons we must learn today about the horrors of Auschwitz. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The World Holocaust Forum in Jerusalem is the largest diplomatic event in Israel's history. Marking the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz, leaders from countries including Germany, France and Russia are attending. The UK is being represented by the Prince of Wales. For my own part, I have long drawn inspiration from the selfless actions of my dear grandmother, Princess Alice of Greece, who in 1943, in Nazi-occupied Athens, saved a Jewish family by taking them into her home and hiding them. Our editorial column says the speech Prince Charles gave at the Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial contained powerful messages for today's audience. 75 years ago, our country was nearing the end of a war fought for freedom. Auschwitz fell to the Soviets on January 27th, Buchenwald to the Americans on April 11th, 
and Bergen-Belsen to the British on April 15th. The horror of these places will never be forgotten. But it matters very much too that we continue to remember how the Holocaust came about, how a civilised, educated, modern nation not so very different to our own fell into the grip of monstrous criminality and hatred. Our associate editor, Julian Glover's here. Julian, this speech from Prince Charles is talking about the past, but he seems to be suggesting parallels with today. Yes, he's gone to Israel, the second royal visit to Israel, in just a few years. Uh, Previously, the royals never went to Israel, but they're going now. And he went to a very serious event, remembering the Holocaust 75 years on. And of course, this is almost the last time that there are people who survived the Holocaust, who saw it, who witnessed it, who are still part of the the living world, who can talk about it. We must, therefore, commit ourselves to ensuring that their stories live on, to be known and understood by each successive generation. The Holocaust must never be allowed to become simply a fact of history. We must never cease to be appalled, nor moved by the testimony of those who lived through it. Their experience must always educate and guide and warn us. And what Prince Charles said in his speech was quite interesting because often royals go abroad and they have to speak in in platitudes because the words are drafted by the government. They have to be careful about what they say. But it was a very thoughtful speech today, very powerful words about hate and the danger of society ripping itself apart and not just looking back to what happened in the 1940s and remembering the discovery of the uh, concentration camps as they were liberated in early 1945, some of them 75 years ago this month, but also looking forward and looking to today and saying a world in which people begin with language of hate can quickly become one where reconciliation and tolerance and peace is destroyed. 75 years after the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau, hatred and intolerance still lurk in the human heart, still tell new lies, adopt new disguises, and still seek new victims. All too often language is used which turns disagreement into dehumanization. And I think in that, he had a warning for us today. You can't read exactly into his mind what he might have been talking about, but I think some of the way that social media has operated must be in the front of his mind there. And maybe some of the language about Brexit too, a thing he can't address directly, but I'm sure, and I believe he's very concerned about, the way the country has come apart and been pulled into different directions. So it's a significant speech, but the core of it is that feeling that a world in which we don't respect and tolerate each other is one that can become very dangerous. Words are used as badges of shame to mark others as enemies, to brand those who are different as somehow deviant. All too often, virtue seems to be sought through verbal violence. All too often, real violence ensues and acts of unspeakable cruelty are still perpetrated around the world against people for reasons of their religion, their race, or their beliefs. Social media, of course, is a a haven or or perhaps a bin for people who continue to not believe in the Holocaust. But today, 
the leaders from all of the major countries were, were there today, and that solidarity is really important, isn't it? Yes, and there is a, a message of hope out of all of this, which is 75 years on, Germany is represented by the head of state and Britain by Prince Charles acting as the head of state, as he does now abroad for the Queen, Russia, France, the United States. So the world can still to come together. The countries that fought much of the Second World War have come together and brought something better. And we have seen reconciliation and a degree of peace in the world since 1945. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't remember. And we shouldn't just remember because of what happened and because of the people who suffered, but also because what it means for the world today. And there'll be a lot of discussion of that over the next few weeks. Uh, next week is Holocaust Memorial Day. There is a risk that the Holocaust will be placed under a glass bubble, just like the Napoleonic Wars or the Thirty Years' War. But if we don't make the connection between memories of past atrocities and the present, there isn't any point to it. Next. You'd have to uh, justify casting someone like me a lot, and I was very humbled by the fact that he was willing to go to war for me. Dev Patel talks to Katie Rosinski about being cast as David Copperfield in Amanda Winucci's new movie. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I can easily recall people of strong character. Good morning! Good morning. Is it too early for Sherry? A little early. Amanda Anucci's new movie, The Personal History of David Copperfield, does a lot of things differently, but the most noticeable one is the casting of Dev Patel in the title role. The Evening Standard's Kitty Rosinski's spoken to Dev about that, and she's here now. Katie, in the interview you did, it feels like Dev Patel's excited about what opportunities this could open up. Yeah, so when I spoke to Dev um, at the London Film Festival, he um, really, you know, spoke in favour of this brilliant diverse cast that Armando Iannucci, the director, um, has pulled together. And um, he made the point that in the theatre world, you know, colourblind casting has been in process more, it's more common. I mean, it's obviously still not widespread. You know, Armando says it better than anyone. He's like, why can't I just draw from 100% of the acting community? They're actors. You know, you watch a theatre show and no one questions, you know, the colour of anyone's skin in that. You know, the, the whole very nature of the job is to be allowed to play a different person, a different character that's not yourself. And I think that this film is the perfect example of that. I mean, when I spoke to Dev, he said that in his first meeting with Armando, he said that I don't have any plan B for casting this film. I was pretty overwhelmed that he'd entrust me with this film. You know, it's a massive undertaking. Um, he would have to uh, justify casting uh, someone like me a lot and I was very humbled by the fact that he was willing to go to war for me and uh, I was like why like why do you want to do this and he's like you know I, I really think you can bring a lot of heart to him and a lot of soul and I watched this film Lion recently and you had strength as well and uh, 
and I think you're quite goofy. And I was like, yep, I get it. It's great. One of the other things that Dev talks about is that because of this colorblind casting, it matches how society is today. He talks about London being this multicultural, rich society, doesn't he? Yeah, and um, he mentioned that one of the things that he really wanted to do with this film was obviously to reflect um, the diversity of this city and also um, to make sure that children who come from the same background as him could watch a period drama and feel like they see the faces of someone that looks like them on the screen. It makes it more relatable, this movie. You know, I didn't know about this story because potentially, uh, you know, I various old iterations of it probably would alienate someone like me from watching it as a young child. Um, and now I hope that there's kids from the kind of schools that I went to and where I grew up in that will watch the trailer for this movie and be like, oh, I can find a face in that movie that represents me in this film. And that's important because films like this and uh, casting like this, it, you know, it makes everyone realize that we're all the same. It builds empathy. It's not the sort of thing that an actor like Lawrence Fox, for example, would be interested in seeing. But how good is Dev Patel in this role? Does he earn it? He's absolutely fantastic. I mean, to be honest, it's one of the my favourite performances that I've seen recently. I mean, he's obviously a very charismatic actor and he absolutely just pulls it off completely. Um, and it is a wild and crazy story. You know, Dickens isn't known for his realism and Dev gets to really lean into the sort of the physical comedy of the role, which he's absolutely brilliant at. Um, there's lots of, you know, funny sequences. There's one sequence where um, David gets drunk for the first time and he's just kind of spinning around the room and it's absolutely hilarious. Armando was really pushing us to Buster Keaton levels of comedy. You know, I, I, I'm not particularly well trained, so that my idea of trying to sell drunk was just before action spinning around on the spot as much as I could. So I was very dizzy <laughs> and doing that for a whole day like you know get vertigo by the end yeah. of it yeah it's absolutely much must watch I think. yeah i david copperfield is a book that i can't remember if i've read it or not i feel like i have but maybe i've just seen an awful lot of adaptations of it i get the feeling i haven't seen the movie i know you have but i get the feeling that uh it takes some liberties but it tries to keep within the spirit of of what dickens was writing about yeah a hundred percent it feels very dickensian it has that sense of these larger-than-life characters who were brought to life amazingly by you. You have this incredible cast. You have Hugh Laurie as as Mr. Dick. You have Tilda Swinton as David's aunt, who is obsessed with driving donkeys away from <laughs> from their cottage. And um, you also have an Armando Inucci favourite, um, Peter Capaldi, as um, Mr. Micawber. So he's kind of doing an anti-Malcolm Tucker. He's, you know, very sweet and very kind, but sort of famously terrible with money. So. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's one of those casts, and the way that Dev talks about it, it's one of those casts where they all just really, really get on well with each other. Although during the interview, you do accuse him of punching <laughs> Tilda Swinton. <laughs> That was, um, I, I got that anecdote wrong. Uh, I didn't punch, no. Oh, whoa, you whoa, elbowed whoa. her. Yeah, I gave her an elbow <laughs> by accident. Um, yeah, it was this scene where I was about to pass out and we had a big kind of physical piece where I'm trying to, they're trying to find a couch for me to pass out on and I keep twisting the wrong way. And it's one of our first scenes and I remember just smacking her really hard. I f heard her teeth kind of oh, chatter. It's like, <laughs> um, and everyone just stopped and I just remember the 
everyone froze on set and there was just like it felt like an eternity and then Tilda was almost like feeling around her mouth for her teeth she was very cool about it I was guilty and um couldn't stop apologizing until she told me to shut up it's totally cool <laughs> is it a good movie it's an excellent movie I wholeheartedly recommend it and that's the leader. Try out our audio news bulletins with a new one every morning at 7. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back with all of the best news, interviews, commentary and analysis tomorrow at 4. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss out. Listener.